Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. And guess what? If you're listening tonight, you are one of the sweet, sweet pleasure seekers on the planet. Yes, you are. So how wonderful is that, that you are one of the sweet pleasure seekers? Because pleasure seekers are the ones that are going to change the planet. That's what I think. The pleasure seekers, we're the ones who are looking for something different. We're not looking necessarily to create angst in the world or create pain in the world. We're looking to create pleasure. And so I think we're on the end of, we're, we're on the, the very beginning edge of the pioneers of changing the world, which is fun. I do like to think the pleasure seekers will change the world because we're not the pain seekers. We're not the chaos seekers. And we're definitely not attempting to create massive amounts of crap on the planet. We're trying to find some pleasure, damn it. So we're trying to find pleasure at all times, no matter what's going on in the world. Like right now, for those of you who are listening to the live show, this is being broadcast on May 4th of 2020. So for those of you who are listening to it live, you know, we are right now during uh, a time of a pandemic on the world where people are being quarantined, where there's a request for social distancing by many governments on the planet, which means that people are being in their homes. And this is changing the whole dynamic of dating, for sure. For sure, there are going to be those people who are going on things like Tinder and Grinder anyway, and going out for those quick dates or whatever, those are people who generally don't really care so much about their health anyway. They're not really speaking to those people who are not really caring about your health. I mean, if you're already putting yourself into um, situations where you're having unprotected sex with a number of people and you don't really have a care in the world because you, you think that, you know, you're unstoppable and nothing can touch you, then you're you're not the people I'm speaking to today. So if you are, you know, if you are like on uh, Tinder and Grinder during a time of quarantine and you are seeking partnerships with people you don't know, you're actually not the people I'm talking to. So now's a good time to go flip to another station and listen to something else. But if you are the people who are still curious about how to date, how to find love, if you're not in a relationship and you're kind of frustrated by not being in one and maybe you're feeling a little alone and maybe you're looking for company. Maybe you're in a relationship and you have all your family around you and you're just not having the privacy and time with your partner and maybe this is a time to learn how to date in a totally different way when maybe you can't go out where you would go out to your regular Friday night dates. It might also create a whole new trend for people when we get out of this lockdown 
for people to really start to value that private time with their partners as well because they may have had it so much during this that they are either going to love it or they're going to hate it so bad they're going to change doing it. They're going to just change being in a relationship. So the people I'm really wanting to talk to today are the pleasure seekers of the planet. I'm looking to speak with the people who are looking for um, dating in a way that is going to be both safe and fun and kind and and open and open to different possibilities. I'm not really looking to um, to have conversations with people who are trying to harm each other and themselves through uh, negligence and being neglectful of their own health uh, and other people's health. That's really not my target. But if you are one of those people who are negligent of your own health and other people's health and you'd like to stop doing that, I would love to speak with you. I'd actually love to speak with you privately. So you can contact me through my website and I will give you my time. I will give you 15 minutes of my time to see if you enjoy speaking with me and we can get you out of the trend of insanity of harming yourself and other people. So that was a segue I did not even know I was going to mention. But the truth is that was something that came out and is actually going on. There are definitely, you'll see people walking around who are um, not concerned necessarily about the health of others or themselves. And that's just a choice. And that that isn't even uh, COVID-related. I'm talking about, in general, on the planet, there are a lot of people who are just neglectful of their own health and their own safety and that's their choice so uh, when I say that it's like I'm speaking I'm speaking right now because we're on the pleasure zone I'm speaking to the people who are having uh, you know a lot of unprotected sex that is very say um, well what's dan- like so many levels of danger going on when it, whether it's spreading STDs or sex with people you've never met putting yourself into possibly dangerous situations where you're going on um, you know, just running over to somebody's house for sex that you don't even know their name. Um, you know, that could be going on. I mentioned this because there was a program I was watching on Netflix this week. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it. It has to do with uh, a, a bunch of um, singles. I think there's like uh, 10 of them or five women, five men. Or anyways, there's this bunch of singles who are really into basically having sex with everybody and anybody. One of the people on this show estimated his number of lovers to be around a thousand lovers in his lifetime. And he's in his early 20s. And that blew my mind about the negligence. And you got to believe these people are definitely not using condoms or any kind of protection all the time. And so I'm I'm looking at this going, if this is the norm for our people, for people between the ages of 18 and like 32, 35 or something, if that's that's your normal, what the hell is going on on the planet? No wonder, you know, if we don't even care about that, why would we care about whether we're sneezing COVID all over people? We probably don't care. We don't, we actually don't care about anything, do we? No, we don't. And Maybe maybe we can start to care. And in starting to care, I'm thinking that we actually care about others and maybe would like to create connections. And how can we do that in a way that is safe for bodies in, in general? Um, if I remember the name of that crazy show, it was an experiment and it was fascinating because the people who were 
uh, basically sex addicts were placed on this planet. And then within um, 12 hours of being there, they were told that they could win money as long as none of them did any sex acts. And that include, included masturbation, sex with others, no kissing. Um, they could hug or cuddle, but they couldn't have uh, any sex acts of any kind. And it was really, uh, it was a really fascinating show. I watched all, I think, six episodes in two days. I was very fascinated by the experiment and um, to see the awareness that people ended up having by the end and how some of them genuinely appreciated the personal growth, uh, which was very cool to see. So if I remember the name of it, I'll let you guys know. Uh, but by all means, uh, I might be able to find it while we're on a commercial. So, so yeah, anyway, that was kind of what uh, sparked my thoughts on like safety, safety issues. How do people date now? What's going on? I thought even looking at that show, I thought, wow, we couldn't have even, the show was obviously filmed like a year ago. This wouldn't have even been possible right now because of the situation with quarantine um, on the level of COVID, but they didn't even consider like the level of STDs these people are possibly carrying either genetically or dormant in their bodies. Um, fascinating. Like I, I, my thoughts about that were like, were these people tested before they landed on the island? And that's, that's so many things that I think are concerns for people in the dating world right now is who is safe and how do you know who is safe? And when you're jumping into dating people who you've never met except for maybe a text, what are you thinking? How can you be safe? I was actually talking to a client the other day, uh, a week or two ago, actually, and we were talking about um, she's in her 20s, maybe early 30s, and she was wondering how do you, how can she learn how to date and like how can she learn how to trust herself with dating? Um, and part of her experience right now was part of the inspiration for this show as well. And so, and I thought it was really great questions. And, and as she was saying, she's like, well, what I'm so used to doing in my dating life was like, I just knew people from her community. She would usually date people she knew from her community, um, usually around her age, people she'd kind of grown up with. And so she was familiar with them. She had a level of safety in that because she grew up with these people, so she kind of knew them. She didn't necessarily know their sexual history, um, and a lot of people don't even ask about sexual history, which blows my mind. And I think part of dating, the, there is such a necessity to discuss sexual history. Not that you need the details of all their lovers, but you need to know the details of their personal sexual health so that you know whether you're going to be catching anything. And it is definitely not an easy question, for sure. And I guarantee you there are people who are married or in long-term relationships right now that have never discussed their sexual health with their partners. And I challenge you that now, now here we are during this time of COVID, and there's this... Um, there's this awareness around health that's starting to increase. You know, I bet you in five months from now, people, and when, you know, when the quarantine is lifted, when we're all able to socialize again, hopefully with, you know, within five months, maybe it won't be that. But I bet you that people are going to be more willing to talk about, hey, did you know anybody who had coronavirus? Or were you exposed to anybody with coronavirus? 
they'll ask that, I bet you, before they'll ask you if you've ever had herpes. And the funny thing is herpes is so freaking rampant that um, like 90% of the population has it in one form or another. If you've ever had chicken pox, you have the herpes virus. If you've ever had um, anything like mono, that is in the same family. If you've ever had, uh, and there are so many different things in the family that is a so-called herpes-like virus. And that's how I'm going to term it, as a herpes-like virus. If you want to know why I would call that a herpes-like virus, um, go to, uh, you can go to a blog that one of my teachers wrote. Um, her name is Ilsadora Laker. In, uh, that's I-L, uh, Ilsadora. I'll, I'll just, you can find her, Ilsadora Laker, and her last name is L-A-K-E-R. Uh, she does something called the German New Medicine. And you can look at her blog and read about COVID and read about viruses and why we're calling them virus-like. So these discussions, these are discussions that I think are required in the dating world. And I, I'm going to bring up a bunch of challenges tonight for things that you can now talk about. Because if we can talk about, hey, do you know anybody who's had coronavirus or COVID or, you know, coronavirus in the form of SARS, which we never talked about that after SARS epidemic, um, which was a big thing going on in Toronto when I was in Toronto at the time. SARS was huge in Toronto. It's one of the main places where it landed, uh, supposedly. So we're willing to talk about that virus, but we're not willing to talk about other diseases because they're shameful and that's bizarre. Uh, to me, it's just bizarre. To me, it's no different if you've had gonorrhea or if you've had a, if you've had um, a flu. To me, uh, it's it's an infection. It's an infection. It's an infection. So I'd like to kind of be able to uh, lift the insanity off of that, so that these conversations can be had in a way that isn't uh, critical, isn't condemning, and can actually be had in a way that. Uh, you know, people can share information and not feel like a pariah. So, so yes, one of the conversations to have during dating, during quarantine, what have you got to lose? Talk about some of these things. I'm willing to talk about these other freaking things. So why not talk about all, all possible things that maybe you've had going on in your body? And yes, the conversation is awkward, but what are you going to do? Hold on to that your whole life and go, Oh, I've, you know, I had this and I just, I can never tell my partner because, you know, the funny thing is, is if you hold on to this information for your whole life, like, uh, like as if you're lying to yourself and you're lying to your partner, it's, it's going to actually create a lot of stress in your body. Unless you have tools that you're able to like make it infinite and not think about it or not be affected by it, but not a lot of people have that. Maybe 13% of the planet is willing to look at things like that and the rest are not. So it just depends on where you fall. Are you one of the 13% who think outside the box or are you not? And if you're not, then you're probably going to have a different effect with this sort of stuff. So dating is going to be strange, isn't it? How to date during quarantine, conversations that we never really wanted to have, but I think they're great to bring up. So we're actually going to talk about in this next segment, how do we date? Like, how can we find people? How can we introduce ourselves? How can we get in back on track and get into having some more fun? What's that going to look like in the future? 
We're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to head to our first commercial break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. Sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. We are talking about dating. And we're talking about dating during COVID. What is this COVID thing that's going on? Well, there's a lot of opinions about that. And I'm not really interested right now in debating that because the debates are going on for days and days and days. What I am interested in about is why are we so freaking interested in talking about that rather than talking about how can we have pleasure? And, you know, this is the pleasure zone. So, you know what? I'm talking about how can we look at how we can add more pleasure to our lives. And one of them is connecting with people. And right now I'm connecting with you guys. This is through my radio program. And, you know, there are lots of ways to connect with people. I think about the past. I think about my great-grandmother slash now daughter. It's another story unto itself. Um, my great-grandmother, when she she was born in 1896. And by 1914, she'd had her first child. She died in 2002. So she was uh, 106 when she died. And when she first started dating, her um, her lover was actually her sister's lover. What a great story. She's so cool. <laughs> she, um, her lover would like take a train and they would meet and they would uh, get together. So my, my great grandmother lived 
outside of a a town in Ontario, Canada. And this town is a little town called Elsa Craig. And her family was actually one of the original founding uh, families of that. And my grandfather came from a town called St. Thomas. And they would take trains back and forth to see each other. Um, and I think my great-grandfather was actually one of the founding families of St. Thomas, Ontario, too. Anyway, so long story short, I had these family members who would take the train back and forth, and that's how they got to know each other. But trains back then ran all the time. So the train would be able to, like, he could go two times a day if he wanted. He could go up to visit my grandmother, or she could go down and visit him. But also because of those trains, there was a lot of mail being sent all the time. And so um, you could send a letter, and by the afternoon, your, um, your letter would be delivered. So you could send letters every day to people within, like, within a small area of uh, space, and they would get them. My grandparents later on, so my grandfather uh, was a doctor. He went to university in 19... 19- 1940 he started university so he went to university in uh, he went to Queen's University in Ontario and my grandmother lived in the Niagara area and she would send letters and those letters would go again by train and they wrote letters back and forth all the time actually they wrote letters so much and my grandmother was such a hoarder that she kept she was one of those like hoarders you could never tell she was a hoarder because she always had such a, uh, her house was always clean. It was very organized, but man, she had storage places everywhere. And she kept these letters, these correspondences, seven years of university with my, you know, corresponding with my grandfather. She kept all of them. And so when she died and when my grandfather died and we were going through their things, we found these correspondences and the things they would talk about you know, there's things that I find that people don't talk about nowadays. Like, they would talk about mundane things like, oh, I just, you know, I was walking down the street the other day and I saw, you know, Joanne from down the road and we had a chat about this and we chatted about that. There was an interesting vulnerability about sharing, like, everything. And and it was kind of like now, like, we could do videos and people do videos of their lives and they go on YouTube and they you know, live stream all over social media. You got to get that, like, we get the visuals of what's going on. And back then, they didn't have that. So the writing was like a really great way to share your experiences in your life. And I think it's such a beautiful and valuable way. And what I would love to see is people getting to know each other on that kind of intimate level again. And, and this, this time that we have right now is such an amazing time to me to get to be able to know each other before jumping in the sack. And and I'm all for having great sex. And I'm even all for having conscious one-night stands. But there isn't a lot of conscious one-night stands going on. So, or even like, um, whatever. I don't really have, what I have um, a concern about is the unconsciousness. And what I have a concern about is the spread of disease, with uh, especially with STDs and things. So I'm looking for consciousness. If you if you can operate in your life and have multiple dates and you can have one night stands and be super conscious of it and not spread diseases, awesome. High five to you. Congratulations. You are uh you are onto something. You you've got a skill. <laughs> That's cool. 
um, but there isn't, you know, for this, for some people who are looking to create something different and they're looking to create a relationship, there can be so much value in sharing even the little things and sharing your life and sharing your experiences with a person. And you can gauge a lot about a person by how much they're willing to actually receive about knowing about you as well. So there are times where, you know, you may be in a real relationship and a person just does not want to even know anything really about you. Well, guess what? That's a pretty good clue. It's like that's when the alarm bells go off. If a person is bored of you, bored of listening to you and not really interested in your life, that's when the alarm go, bells go off and you got to know that they actually aren't interested in you. They might find your vagina fascinating or your anus fascinating or your penis fascinating and that's what they're interested in. They're all about they're all about your genitals or they're all about your holes and that's what they want and that's really their target. But a person who's genuinely interested in you is going to be able to not only tolerate your stories for years and years, they're going to maintain interest. Um, I like to think that I have that kind of strange relationship with my husband as uh, today we were driving somewhere and I was telling him a story that I guess I'd not told him before uh, about my life or something. And and he's just like, yeah, you did need to tell that story, didn't you? And you had to do it with an accent, didn't you? Well, I was, I was kind of like recounting a story about something my dad had said to me when I was about me as a child. Um, and, and so when I was recounting it, I was just giving him the whole, I had to give him the whole full experience of like, as if it was coming out of my dad's mouth. And, uh, you know, bless him. He tolerates my insanity and my stories and my puppeteering and all the rest and my constant harassment for sexual pleasure. Poor guy. What a life. <laughs> and, and so the more you're like willing to have people in your life that would like to receive you, which includes your stories, the more likelihood you're going to have some keepers in your life. So it depends on what you're looking for. And mostly for this dating uh, episode, I'm really looking at what is it that we can choose that will have people continue to choose us? And what is it we can choose that we are seeking in others as well, right? So I love when people talk about themselves, especially if they're interesting. Hearing like the same story 45 times, like I had an ex who told me, I swear the same story for like the nine years he was in my life, I heard the same stories over and over to the point where I wanted to shoot my eyes out. Um, also because I knew the stories were bullshit. But when they're genuinely sweet stories and they're cute, um, I enjoy them. Like my husband has a story about himself when he was little that's just so freaking cute that I can't like, I love hearing his story about when he was like four and just went on a breakthrough breakout mission and drove his little trike down a highway. Like, it's just cute. And there are just some stories that are just so awesome that, you know, you can hear them 500 times and you're just like, I heard the story, but it's so cute. Tell it again. So for when you're dating, I think what are some things that you need to look for is you need to get some some information first about you and you need to get information about what you desire. And I actually do coaching for people on how to start dating again because we've become almost... Uh, 
socially inept at it. We have no concept of how to date anymore. And we actually are kind of useless at it. As a society, we've become pretty useless. We also don't really know what we like beyond the physical. We're like, hmm, this size boobs and this size butt, and I want this kind of size penis, and I want this color hair and this color eyes. That's all good and fine. But what about the personality? So what I, I like to work with with people, and I'm going to give you guys some clues after the break on how to starting how to start to develop uh, what it is you would like in a relationship, how to know that. And then also we're going to look at what are some things that you can choose now that you can start to to actually have dates while this social distancing is going on. But this these dating methods are not something that needs to go away after uh, you know these quarantine things are lifted. These are methods that I think are sustainable and these are going to be methods that I think you're going to maybe want to do in the future just for the sake of being able to gauge is this a person that you'd like to be with or not. And having some basic information about you and about what you desire in a, in a relationship can really help with the whole dating experience. And it can help you gauge also whether the person that you're on a date with whether that's online dating or whether that's when you actually get to go back out in the world and go to a coffee shop, um, any of those experiences, you'll be able to gauge whether the person is uh, putting on a show for you or being genuine or whatever that happens to be. A lot of people put on shows just so they can get in your pants. Um, you know, there's a saying that um, Gary Douglas, he's the founder of Access Consciousness, he loves to say this and it, there's some truth in it, is that Men will do relationship to have sex and women will do sex to have relationship. And there's some truth in that. And so when um, when it comes down to it, you know, a lot of times men will sometimes put on the act to make you feel like you're very loved. And then wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You're out of there. So and vice versa. There are women who do that, too. Uh, you know, that totally can be reversed. I'm more like a man and that happens. So we're going to talk about some some ways to know what do you want in a relationship and also some ways to know how would you like to proceed with looking out to have one and how do you do that now especially and what can we do also for people who are already in relationships who are looking to have some dates when everything feels like your whole world is like a giant jail right now and how do you how do you have a date when when you're confined so we're going to look at all of that, and that's going to be after the commercial break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melissa Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melissa Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Hey, 
Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelenic.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at milicajelenic.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. We are looking at dating tonight, how to date during this time of quarantine. And I think first, some of these tools I'm going to be giving you are relevant to dating at any time. But I think they're especially something that you can be playing with and working on right now while you have the time and the space to be able to evaluate some of these things for yourself. So let's say, for example, you're single right now. What I would like you to look at is... um, now, this is usually an exercise I would do with somebody who has had at least one relationship in the past. If you haven't, that's going to be another category to look at as well. It can be a similar approach, but we're going to start with uh, people who have had relationships in the past, one or more relationships in the past, and um, to develop a sense of what they would like from there. So what you're going to do is you're going to get yourself a piece of paper. And you're going to draw a very sort of basic tree. So at the top of the tree, like a kid, you can just draw like two sticks and a ball for the top of the tree and branches that come off the tree with other balls on them and circles, you know. And in those circles, I'd like you to put the names of all the people that you have had significant uh, loverships with. You know, uh, if you haven't been lovers with them, but you've been with them for five years, that would also be considered like a significant lovership in its own way, because I'm sure there was something going on that would be included as a lovership. Okay, so you're going to put their names into each circle. And you're going to leave some room because this is about exploration of some qualities and traits. And when you look at the very top the very top name should be the one that you probably considered the most influential relationship in your life maybe it was the longest maybe it had the most impact on you if you had a few that were like that then you can put them all equally at the top and you're going to write down the qualities of these people all the qualities you loved and all the qualities you didn't love If you don't have enough room in the circles to write down the qualities you loved and the qualities you didn't love, just get another side paper and start jotting down these qualities. You know, you can put their name on a list and then uh, put the qualities underneath it. 
generally, once you've done that exercise and you've written out all the qualities about the people that, you know, the things that you really liked about them, maybe, you know, somebody was spontaneous and you liked that. And maybe somebody um, was very kind and caring and you liked that. And maybe there was somebody who always wanted to fight with you and you didn't like that. But maybe there was somebody who always wanted to fight with you and that really turned you on because you love makeup sex. This is about getting honest with yourself. So this list is not about being mamsy-pamsy, all happy-go-lucky, trying to be positive affirmations. This is an honest list about what you actually like in relationships. And I say that because I have worked uh, I have worked with somebody who uh, just lied to herself about what she really wanted in relationships. And like, I've known her for almost 20 years. And for almost the full 20 years, she's been lying to herself about what she thought she wanted in relationships. And the truth is, she finally, after all these years, has admitted she loves makeup sex and she will do things to create fights because she loves, loves, loves makeup sex. So if that is part of who you are, don't lie about it. Say that you like it. You may like to fight. Cool. You like to be right and you want to fight about it. Awesome. Write that down that you like enjoyed fighting and having makeup sex with people. So again, this is about getting true with yourself. So when you have this list, you're going to notice that the things that you really, really like about people, all of these are qualities that you either have or these are qualities that you can, uh, what's the word for it? It's like you can nurture in you. So you might have like a little tiny speck of that, but you can nurture these qualities. You can assist them in becoming real for you. If you find, you know, what you really liked about somebody is they're creative and you don't think you're creative, it's likely just because you haven't found this thing that you're creative at. Um, and, and when you, as you start to discover and ask, I wonder, you know, you could ask questions like, I wonder, you know, I wonder if I am creative and if I was creative, what would I be creative with? And, you know, maybe it's food, maybe it's the way you organize your clothes, maybe it's you know, that you like to uh, go out and, and throw mud everywhere. That's creative. So looking at it, uh, looking at the list of the things that you really like about people will help you to discern certain qualities about yourself as well. And part of this is to start to establish what you know about you. The same goes for the qualities that you don't like in relationship too always the not so fun area to look at and as you list the things that you don't really like about other people um, it's a good idea to be really frank about that with yourself too so for example if you don't like people being late or something then ask like where and when have I ever been late um, you know or how much do you you know, generally speaking, there's going to be something that's going on where you've been that and done that, and that is why you can't stand it. Or you've judged it or been in a home where people have judged that as being the most wrong thing you can do. It might not even be a quality that is true, that you truly don't like. 
so part of that is like when you go through that list of things you don't like, it's really great to ask, is it true? And also with the things you do like, you can always ask, is it true? Is it true that I don't like that? Maybe I do. Maybe I actually really love somebody who, you know, um, you know, mouths me up around or yells at me or something. Maybe I'm really a sadist and I didn't know it. Maybe I'm a masochist and I didn't know it. Um, so noticing those things too. So what do you like about the things in the people and what do you not like about the things in the people? When you look at those lists, remember everything on those lists is a reflection of you in some way. And yes, that might suck. And if you really, if you're doing this list and you are so conflicted by it, sometimes this is really conflicting for people. I often find that it's something that people need facilitation with. If you're doing this list and you require facilitation, you need to contact me. You can contact me through my website at melitzajelinek.com. We can do facilitation online. We can do it in person. It's up to you. So... Definitely contact me, though, because we can make our way through this. And you can start to discover and unravel the aspects of you that you're still looking to either heal or love or stop judging. It doesn't really matter if you love them. But as long as you stop judging them, it's like, you're late. Okay, you're late. Stop judging it. Sometimes when you stop judging these qualities, they just change on their own. It's the judgment that locks them into place. And there's lots of ways to unlock judgments. There's so many methods and they can work with you on so many different levels with that. So so you got your list and that's great. And if you've moved through this list and you've done it on your own and you feel pretty satisfied about it, the next thing would be to look at what are some different um, ways that you would like to be able to enjoy your time with this person. So, oh, sorry. I skipped a point. So once you've developed all those energies, what you're going to look at is the overall picture. And the overall picture is the things you like, the things you don't like. But that in itself creates an energy or like an entity because now you have all these qualities um, coming together. So I encourage you to, as you have all these qualities coming together, Look at this as if it is a person. And if it was a person, you can start to have different like conversations with them or it's an energy that you can start to connect with. So if it's an energy you can start to connect with, you can even ask the energy of all these different qualities that we were talking about. You can ask the energy, oh, you know, are you available? Can we meet somewhere? What can we do? And the funny thing is, is if you're really intent on on perceiving energy, if you're really intent on playing with this genuinely, you'll get information. You'll get the weirdest shit. You'll get stuff like, oh, you know what? I'll be at the grocery store. And you're like, you go to the grocery store and, you know, the person behind you ends up chatting you up and you're like, wow, how did that show up? It's, it's always funny the places you can get hit on. Um, I got hit on in a cheese factory the other day. It's always good. You never know. You never know what's going to happen where um, because things happen. So be willing to receive it and just be willing to be open to anybody who's 
uh, intrigued by your energy. That doesn't mean you have to feel compulsively drawn to go out with them or date them like the universe brought me this person. No, the universe presented you an energy. Now you get to choose. Would you like to engage with this person? Would you like to go on, you know, talk or go on a date or something? It's not because the universe put them in your path that you have to do something about it. The universe is giving you options always. So there's a great question that came up in the chat room that is, how do you stay in curiosity and out of judgment of a new prospective lover? And that is a great question because I think that's something that happens a lot. And as I was uh, talking to, to um, the one lady recently who we did, we were doing this exercise uh, and that she had, you know, been dating people that she's known her whole life. This was the first time that she was dating somebody she didn't know. And um, it took like a good hour of facilitation to kind of talk her out of, of like a lot of the judgment she was already projecting onto the situation and to be able to be, be able to breathe and show up and not, uh, not assume everything was going to be bad and not assume everything was going to be good. So staying out of judgment of a new perspective lover actually has you have to stay out of judgment of you first. So we will examine a few of those ways to, to do that. How do we stay out of judgment of ourselves? And through being that energy, you can see more clearly the different qualities in the new lover. And you can see them for what they are rather than for what you want them to be and or trying to like force uh, different possibilities onto it, projections onto it, um, you know, illusion, and then also past and all these other things we can project onto new lovers. So it's really not that hard to be out of judgment of others when you're out of judgment of yourself, but you'll still have awareness, which is really cool is you'll be aware like, oh, that person is a mass murderer. Oh, cool. I'm not going to go on a date with them. I'm not judging the action of that's what, you know, they're such a bad person. It's like, okay, that's their action. That's what they've been creating in their life. I'm using an extreme example so that you can kind of get that. Uh, So, yes, we'll work on like, how do you get out of judgment of yourself? And part of these exercises that I was mentioning, these practices that I'm giving you, that looking at the qualities of your lover that you do like and the qualities of your lover you don't like, seeing those as mere aspects of yourself. This is like a few-part series, right? Getting the energy of what that lover can be like and having these conversations with them so that you can find out information about how to meet them, how to be with them, all those sort of things. And there's more to it than that, too. There's like three other steps I could talk to you about with that. Um, but we're going to stay with this part for now because this can be a really big eye-opener. And... Uh, as you stop judging you, so the qualities you don't like and the qualities you do like, um, usually the qualities you don't like about others are the things you tend to be judging about you. And the qualities you do like about others tend to be qualities that you probably don't even realize you have. You just think other people have them. So both of those are actually judgments. So we will be able to decipher more of that. We have, we'll have a few minutes left after our commercial break and we'll go through some ways on getting rid of those judgments so you can see the bigger picture and enjoy life a little more. So we're heading to our last commercial break here, listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices and network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur? 
Wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelanić.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. We are on our last bit of the show today. And the question around uh, how do you stay in curiosity and out of judgment of a new prospective lover is such a great question. And we kind of did a little uh, look at that before the commercial break. And now... One of the things I find, and what I did mention was the less you're in judgment of yourself, the less judgment you'll have of your new prospective lover, the more awareness you can have. Well, that sounds great, doesn't it? Now, how do we actually have some action on that? How do we put that into action? And there's some pretty, there can be some pretty simple ways of doing that. And one of them is to ask, am I being in judgment here? Am I judging this person? And sometimes our arrogance and our ego will go, of course not, this is all awareness. I'm so aware, I'm the most aware of the aware of the aware. Well, when you truly like or willing to be vulnerable, you'll know the difference between when you're being aware and when you're being a judgy, judge, judgy, judge offerson. And what is the difference anyway, right? So awareness is when you have just this like energy of information that comes through. It doesn't have a charge to it. So you could have an awareness of, oh, that person just slapped their friend in the face. Oh, okay. That's just, that was their choice. That was interesting. And the friend's response, that was interesting. Interesting choice. Um, there, you know, I mean, is it kind? Is it whatever? You could go into that. But to be able to just, it's more like being an observer. Awareness is where you kind of observe things 
information comes through. And it's when we start to say, that was wrong. That was wrong. That person hit that person. Well, we don't know. We don't really know the whole story, do we? So judgment is where we have placed a judgment, just like when you go to court and a judge tells you if it's if they're judging in favor or against you. It's the same thing. So it's like, are you in favor or against uh, a certain action or thought or, or you know, communication of some sort? Are you for it or against it? That's a judgment. If you are fighting strongly for or against something, you are in judgment. And what would it be like if you weren't? And so when you're going on a date, instead of uh, trying to find all the right qualities, this guy's the right guy for me, for sure. He's checking all the boxes of all the good qualities I'm looking for. Or, oh, he's checking all the boxes of all the wrong qualities I'm looking for. What do we know? We know what we know is that most people are not going to show their true selves on a first date if this is like the first time they're, you're meeting them. I had a teacher once who said she had a three-date rule, and I liked her method. She was like, if by the third date, um, she said, on the first date, everybody tries to act like they're, you know, lovey-dovey and impress each other. By the second date, there's usually a little spark of, of who they truly are comes out. And by the third date, you're going to start to see some more and more truth. But generally, it's the three-date rule before, she always had the three-date rule before even um, kissing or getting uh, physically in, uh, entangled like with sex with people that was her her thing and it's kind of an interesting deal and she, uh, for her she said that it would because sex for her ended up entangling her too much and uh, she was too quick to fall in love with people when she had sex that for her the three-date rule really helped and I think that's kind of a neat kind of old-fashioned approach to things that might be actually useful these days so what if we created our own methodologies that would work for us like what what works for you? Would it be better for you to just get in, dive in, have the sex, find out later what's really going on? Do you even care about knowing the person? That's all your choice. I think we can do a lot of old-fashioned things with communication. We can do a lot of new-fashioned things with video dating. I think right now the key thing is to be willing to really get to know people and be vulnerable enough to share who we truly are on all levels. So next week, we're going to have great more conversations lined up for you. Until then, tune in and Thank you off. for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.